Hey, Josh. Hey, Jay. Do you remember back in the good old days when you would have friends over and you guys would like hang out and stuff and you'd be having a game night or whatever and um, it comes time to like order food because everyone's hungry and nobody can decide on anything and like you've lived there for you know two three years or you know the area super well and you can't think of a single restaurant like around there that like sounds your brain just shuts down yeah you know what's really helpful i always just search restaurants near me that's all it's a good search That's useful. That's all I have. That's a great tip. (laughs) Yeah, just in case nobody's ever heard of that, um, that's what I like to do. So just a little tip for the day to start your day. Yeah, because, I mean, I would certainly have forgotten how to do that since I haven't had a social gathering in, uh, I mean, we're on, what, week seven of quarantine? So, like, the past few years, I haven't had a social gathering. So, yeah, I'll have to remember that when I'm allowed to see friends again who knows you're allowed to gather maybe we'll do that together but that's a great tip and i think that through the rest of this some businesses will get some great tips of how to also take advantage of this i agree welcome to advantage a podcast by rome shua where we talk about the best and worst of advertising i am joshua and i am ej and, and we, we are your Yep. <laughs> um, before we get into the content today, which is talking about the immediacy of uh, people's needs, um, I want to quickly plug the newsletter that this podcast is based off of, which is also called Advantage by Romshua. Um, you could subscribe to it on our website. We will also have a link in the description or show notes show notes of this podcast. Um, and then we talk about you know some of our favorite videos, some things that you should try and like kind of adopt some uh, lessons from, but also things that you should stay away from. This week, we are talking about our bit on it called Next Think About This, which is just a little thought starter, something to be considering uh, as you are building your business. And the thought starter we're talking about today is how satisfying immediacy is often more important than loyalty. And it kind of revolves around this whole, have EJ, as you said, like, you can search near me on Google and find like relevant geographical uh, results depending on what you need. And also like right now. Which, and we'll get more into this a little bit later, has been super helpful during the uh, COVID period because as restrictions are either being lifted or eased, um, it's made it a lot easier for people to keep up with who's open, who's open for what, whether it's delivery, takeout, um, whether you can go in the store, whether it's curbside pickup. Um, So it's very, it's been very relevant. Although this is a 2019 think piece. That is only useful if the businesses are actually doing their part to make sure that their information's updated and timely and like, you know, optimizing. And we're going to be talking about six ways that you could do that 
after we go through this data piece. Um, so the data that we are reading from is from a Think with Google article. I love Think with Google, and that's where we're getting most of this information. They have wonderful uh, marketing data to look through. Um, and one of these is a 2019 research review. As I said, the title is Satisfying Immediacy is Often More Important Than Loyalty. And they kind of talk about the trends in search queries that are really relevant to immediate information. So EJ, kick us off with that first piece of data. All right. Well, I'm going to go through the first three, actually. Uh, the first one, 75% of smartphone users expect to get immediate information while using their smartphones. I certainly do. Me too. And nearly half of all shoppers say they confirm inventory before going to the store, which I'm actually kind of surprised that it's nearly half and not more than half because I do that like regularly. If there's something specific I'm looking for, I will always look it up and see where it is or make sure that they yeah. have it in stock because I hate making useless trips to the store. Well, yeah, that totally is a waste of time. And then finally, mobile queries, well, not really finally, but the third one, mobile queries for best and right now have grown by over 125% in the last two years. So an example of that would be like best online sales right now, the best phone out right now, best stocks to invest in right now, best SUV lease deals right now. And so it's really important just based off of that. Yeah, and I mean, all of these, all of these I do, right? Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. I, first off, I mean, with a smartphone, like, I think that, you know, mobile phones have made it to where the world moves faster than ever because, like, if I have it in my hand, I want answers. I can get answers. I don't have to wait till I'm at the desktop computer like we had to however many years ago and then, or have to go to uh, the library, you know, back like when Jesus was walking around. Um, <laughs> Check the yellow so, pages. I think that was a thing, right? The yellow pages were for I businesses, and I think those the white pages. For, I think the yellow pages. Seats. I think well, they were also booster seats, but I think the yellow pages were businesses, and the white pages were like your neighbors and people's phone numbers. Which is honestly kind of crazy that there was once a time that you would get these two books delivered to your door and they would have every single person's name, phone number, and a lot of times address just listed in the phone book. I mean, that's all online now anyways. For the most part, but pretty crazy. But... Yeah, so immediate information is obviously kind of like an expectation now uh, with smartphones. Nearly half of all shoppers confirming inventory, like, yes, definite for me. I will not go to a store if I don't know that they have the product. And the most frustrating thing is when they say they do and then they don't. Yes. I hate that. Um, And then the best right now, I think... That that's incredibly important because how often like Google's results aren't chronological, you know, they're based off of um 
you know, kind of relevance and even ratings. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, a lot of the times, which I don't know how many people actually do this, but like in the search tools, we'll usually switch um, results like the past year or the past week or even the past 24 hours uh, just to find the most timely, relevant information I can. Yeah. So on top of that, though, um, one of the more popular trends happening is near me, which we had talked about. So, for example, mobile searches for store open near me, and that could be like grocery store or auto parts store or whatever, has grown by over 250% in the last two years. Um, mobile searches for on sale near me uh, such as tires on sale and houses on sale near me have grown by over 250% year over year in the past two years. Um, and then over 200% of mobile queries for where to buy near me have grown over 200% in the past two years. So, I mean, these are big numbers. It's important. It's relevant. Uh, people need both time-relevant information, but also location-relevant information, which with cell phones has become more of a possibility now than ever because, you know, Google can, like, see where you're at and show you those results that are listed around you that have those tags. Yeah, and I think another thing with that, um, and speaking to the immediacy and the need for... um, that immediacy to be met online is the advent of all of the Google Assistant, Siri, uh, Alexa, all of those. The fact that, um, I mean, a lot of these searches are searches that you would ask a person in the old days, and now you just, like, pick up your phone and say, hey, Siri, where is the closest place to buy flowers? No, I've got my headphones in. HomePod's not hearing you today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my phone did. Did your Siri go off? Oh, no. dang. I was kind of hoping that it would, but... <laughs> if you've got a HomePod by you, then you're going to figure out where the nearest flowers are. Um, yeah, so, I mean, the, the location-based and time-based immediacy of everything is more important now than ever. Mobile phones have made this possible. Um, Even for, like, some very specific, like, industries, like, say you're in the insurance business, insurance near me has grown by over 100% in the past two years. Uh, For banks, uh, banks near me has grown over 60% in the past two years. And also for repair, home repair, car repair, whatever, that's grown by over 110% in the past two years. So this is hitting so many different industries. It's not just food. It's not just, you know, hardware stores or grocery stores or whatever. Um, it is everything. You know, obviously some more than others. Um, we'll be getting to that. But um, I guess, like, just ask yourself, how much have you done this? And if you haven't, you should start doing this because this is really convenient. Well, and I think with specifically that last set of the mobile queries, that one is really 
relevant and important. Um, I mean, I'm, we haven't really been able to travel anywhere recently, and it might be a little while before there's widespread travel, but those come into play when you are visiting a friend in a uh, different city or a different state, or you're on mm-hmm. vacation or something like that, and um, you know, stuff happens, whether it's your car gets hit and you need to find the closest insurance company or you need to pull out some money and you have no idea where those banks are or your rental car needs service and you have to go get it repaired or maybe you were driving your own car and you need to go get your car repaired for that um, road trip that you were on but um, yeah having your mobile phone mobile phone who calls it a mobile phone anymore your cellular device (laughs) Every phone is a mobile phone in my view. Who has a... Who even has landlines anymore? My parents Um, still do. Yeah, my parents do too. It's basically just for telemarketers. Um, (laughs) But having that cell phone on you and being able to ask those questions and then use your cell phone's location data to give you that most relevant uh, result based on, like, not only what's open but what's around you is super key and yeah and i think that's something important to point out in this too uh all of these are in data from mobile searches yeah not desktop searches this is all mobile um and i i think you know based on whatever device you're using kind of determines how fast you want things mobile i think is the fastest you know you want answers now you want to pull it out see what's up put it away right mm-hmm um, well, and in that other article that we were reading, um, there was a survey that tracked responses of a thousand smartphone owners and found that 82% of them had conducted a near me search between July 23rd and July 27th, 2018. So in those four days, um, 82% of those smartphone owners had used that search. And I think it's also important to mention the top categories um the top five categories were food with 84 percent um it's a lot entertainment with 56 percent banking was 50 percent apparel was 41 percent and personal care was 38 percent so and kind of like this data said like this is kind of across the board but if you're in any of these industries especially food especially food but entertainment, baking, apparel, and personal care. Like, this is important to know. This is important data to, like, keep on top of. Um, and if you don't know how to leverage this, um, we're going to throw out, like, six quick tips of how to take advantage of, like, this immediacy of near me. Um, and it all really just comes down to good old SEO. Mm-hmm. I mean, gone can be SEO. Gone are the days that you can own a restaurant and not have a website that at least has your location, your hours, and a menu. Yeah, no one's even going to know you exist unless you do that. You know, especially in like okay, in in Albuquerque specifically, which you know that's where we're based. We are not really a walking city. Even Central, it's the most walkable part of Albuquerque. 
but being a commuter city, like you have to know where you're going. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not just going to drive around and be like, oh, that place looks good. Um, you are going to have decided where you're going before you leave. And in that case, you are looking on the internet for where you're going. Yeah. I mean, we have the crazy thing is like we're not a walkable city, but we do have walkable um, areas, I guess. Um, and we have these different districts that. Um, lend themselves to what you want to do like so there's the entertainment district that has uh main event top golf the movie theaters and then also has that restaurant row with like 10 or 15 different restaurants you've got central um and specifically knob hill then you've got downtown then you've got like the sawmill district um you've got uptown like you have all these different areas that if you go to that area yeah, you can walk around and find a few different restaurants, but if you are not, if you're a restaurant and you don't have your website with a menu and some information about you, then you're not going to, the people who were going to just go to Uptown because it's close are not going to make that extra trip out of the way to go directly to your restaurant rather than just deciding, I'm going to go to this district and find something to eat around there. Yeah, I mean, I think it's fair to say that, like, the district you're going to is probably predicated on what restaurant you want to eat at. Mm -hmm. And then you spend the rest of your time going around there. Yeah. So, yeah, like, baseline, have a website. That's a great first place to start for hitting these near-me results. Mm -hmm. But what else can people do, EJ? The biggest thing that you can do is list your business on Google My Business and optimize it. So Google by my business is a um, separate like product of uh, Google that allows you to basically help get your business to the top of the near me searches um, and the rankings by having some pretty standard baseline pieces of information. So you want to make sure that you have your complete business name and address. Uh, make sure that you have complete directions uh, to your business address using Google Maps. Um, you need to make sure that you have the correct business hours and contact, contact details like the phone number and your website. Um, include your business in the correct category and be specific as possible. So that's one thing that is pretty crucial is finding the right category for what you do. Because there mm-hmm. are some businesses like um, Revel, for example, that we uh, did some work with before coronavirus happened. Um, like, they're a food hall. They are three different bars. They have live music. They also have the entertainment venue that they were um, working on finishing up. They have, like I said, all those different restaurants. So, like, how do you classify that? Is it an entertainment venue? Is it a food hall? Is it a bar? Is it a live music venue? Um, So making sure that you have those categories and maybe even choosing a couple different categories and making sure that those fit. That way you have the best results um, or you have the best chances of getting good results from that SEO. Um, It's also important to have good photos and asking people to leave reviews, whether on Yelp or whatever, 
obviously you want to hope that they're good reviews. Um, and you also want to make sure that you're not incentivizing people to leave reviews so that you don't get blacklisted mm-hmm. from Yelp. <laughs> um, very, no one knows that. No one. Like, yeah. Very few it, people know that. Yeah. If you are asking people to leave reviews and especially if you're incentivizing people to leave reviews and Google or Yelp finds out about it, you're done. You're off. Mm-hmm. You're gone. Um, they really prioritize real, authentic reviews. Yeah. Um, and then, other than that, you just want to make sure that all of your information is accurate, comprehensive, and up-to-date throughout the uh, time of your business. So, like, Yeah, and... For so businesses with, in this era, okay. like, it's so important to make sure that they have, um, whether it's whether they're doing delivery or pickup or curbside or whether they're open, what hours might be different. Um, Cause I know a lot of places like changed their hours and they closed for a good period during lunch. Um, so your website and your Google business profile is only as good as the information on it. And tangential to this, um, you want to use proper schema markups, um, which is more of like the information actually in your website that's very similar to what you're putting on Google My Business, um, which includes things like your hours or your locations or your phone number and all of that. Um, that way search engines, whether it's Google or otherwise, um, can uh, kind of pull that information uh, and provide it as quickly as possible. And two, I think two points, I might rant, but, um, a couple points I want to make with this. One, you know, we we're talking a lot about Google, but I think it's also worth mentioning that like Bing and Yahoo in the U.S. also make up like ten percent of all searches. Um, so even though you know you hit Google, you hit like eighty-five, ninety percent of like people who are searching for things. Ten percent is still a lot. So schema markups will help you both on Bing and. Um, and Yahoo and DuckDuckGo and all of that. Um, also use Bing's services to kind of do this. They have one very similar to um, Google My Business since they have Bing Maps. You want to make sure you're listed on Bing Maps. Um, but another important thing to take away from this is people make decisions really quickly. Um, and personally, I've noticed that if I want to go to a place I'm unsure of their hours or of their menu of their rating and they don't have that information online, I will immediately start reconsidering. That'll probably still be my first choice, but I will be hesitant to call. Whereas if, you know, I go onto their, if I search on Google and it has their hours there, great, we're going, you know, no problem at all. No reconsideration at all. Um, and as EJ had said too, like, Ensuring that these are accurate will help out a lot too, because especially during COVID, I've actually been surprised with how many people have been updating their hours on Google My Business. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been really helpful, and they've also been adding that they do Grubhub or Takeout or whatever, adding those little amenities that include like you know free parking, free Wi-Fi, air conditioning, whatever. Um, 
having that most updated information is really, really important. Also, it will help you a little bit more as well because Google being kind of a monopoly, um, if it sees that you're using its products, it, pri- it likes you more. So if it sees that you're updating Google My Business, it'll help you out a little bit. If it even sees that you're using Google Plus, and in some cases, some cases I've even heard if your company is on G Suite, you'll be prioritized more. Um, things like that. If you use their services, they're going to like you more and they're going to push you more. Google Plus was basically torn to shreds and shut down for most users, but businesses can still use Google Plus. And so if you are using Google Plus and posting on Google Plus as a business, you're going to rank pretty high. And that'll help you with these near me searches. Mm-hmm. And then another thing you want to make sure that you do is um, acquiring backlinks, especially that have geographic anchor text. So that's really important when it comes to um, whether it's reviews and not necessarily on Yelp, but um, whether it's talking to your local magazine that um, reviews food restaurants or food restaurants, that's obvious, um, that reviews restaurants or bars or, you know, whatever it is, trying to uh, forge those partnerships and even inviting those people in to um, experience your place. And, you know, sometimes it helps to give them a perk of like, a free appetizer or something like that um, just to help get them in the door. But fostering those relationships with uh, businesses that do those blogs and reviews will help because when they're writing up that review, um, if they say that you had the absolute best bread pudding or the best mojito, um, being able to get that backlink with that anchor text um, especially if it's like they have the best mojito in Albuquerque, being able to backlink that is huge because now when you, uh, when Google is creating the list um, for relevance and everything, that's one of those things that pops up right underneath um, and says, yo, they said they had the best mojito in Albuquerque and then you can see that and Um, it definitely helps with your business rankings in Google. Yeah, I mean, Google almost treats like a backlink as a vote for quality. Um, So if other websites are talking about you, and like EJ said, whether it's like local magazines, local influencers, um, I know that just general discovery sites too will help, whether that's Yelp or uh, TripAdvisor or Foursquare. However, you can partner with people and um, other businesses in Albuquerque um, or in whatever city you're in. And also, again, like this is for way more than restaurants. So whether it's gyms and there's several gym bloggers, um, fitness bloggers, whatever, whether it's entertainment and you're partnering with um, you know, influencers who are kind of talking about like where they like to spend their time. Um, on their blog however you can get them to backlink to you but then also have it be relevant because you know if it says like this is the best axe throwing place in Albuquerque 
like that will help the near me, which is kind of the whole point of this. Like backlinks will help you no matter what, but if you can work with your partner to say in Albuquerque, great. Um, again, too, like th- this is for much larger businesses um, with location-based uh, searches. If you are a business with multiple locations, um, you do want to have a different page on your website for every location. You could also do a different website for each location. I would personally advise against that. But if you could have a page on your website for, say, you're in different um, cities in New Mexico. So you could have one for Santa Fe. You could have one for Albuquerque. You could have one for Gallup. You could have one for... Uh, Carlsbad, whatever. Um, these will help you in your um, in your search results as far as location. And even if you want to get even more granular, have a different page for if you are on the west side of Albuquerque, or you're in west downtown Albuquerque, or you're in the northeast heights of Albuquerque. A different page for each of these locations will help you hit the people in those locations. And that will make it easier for them to decide to go to you. So I think the biggest thing, and this was evident in our earlier discussion, is that your site has to be mobile friendly. So many people are using their phones to look up your restaurant, your business, your shop, whatever it is. The majority of people... I'm sure on average, it's safe to say that 80% or more people will be searching for your business on a mobile phone, on a mobile device. Especially when you're considering different age groups, because I would say anyone from, I'd say anyone under like 40, 45 maybe, is most likely going to be searching on their mobile device than an actual computer and even beyond that a significant amount it will be most under 40 45 but a significant amount will still be under like 60 or 65 Mm -hmm. Um, so making your site mobile friendly is huge and google really prefers um, sites that have the best experience for the user and so that's where those mobile friendly sites um, are really really important You want to make sure that they're responsive. So no matter what size of device they're using, you can actually see it. Um, Because you don't want to have a site that on an iPad looks great on a um, iPhone XS Plus or whatever looks great. But once you get down to like um, an iPhone 10 or the smaller screens, like you can't really see it very well because it's not responding. it's really important that it's responsive and you can get that same content in the same way and the same experience, regardless of what size screen you're on. Yeah. And I mean, even with Romeshua's recent web development projects, like we're not even aiming for mobile friendly. We're aiming for mobile first. Mm -hmm. Like the site is being built for a mobile device because that's where most people are going to see it anyways. Make it the best experience on mobile where most people will be using it. And then just scale it up to desktop. 
And That's especially really been our approach. If you, if you already have a website, that could be hard. Um, so just optimizing it to work on mobile is really, really important. As this is saying, Google will prefer it, but also the people will prefer it. But if you're building a site, go mobile first. Especially, Especially if you're like a local business. Yeah. Just because if people are searching for something, like desktops are mostly used for work at this point. You Your best bet is to assume that unless you're like a YouTube or a Netflix or, you know, like a word processor, <laughs> you're going to be seen on mobile. So make your site mobile first. Especially if you're aiming for a younger audience, which yeah. the younger audience now, like I said, is probably less than 50. Um, most of those people would be looking on their phone versus mm-hmm. a desktop. So like, unless you are, unless you're in assisted living facility, but I mean, even still, most of the people looking for assisted living facilities are going to be the kids of those parents that mm-hmm. need to go into those facilities. So really you can't get away from it. It's just with the ease of searches and that whole immediacy, which is the whole thing that this is all about. Um, you've got to have, you've got to have a mobile friendly site. Yeah. Mobile first site. I'm pretty, pretty passionate about that. Cause honestly, like even if you build a site for a phone that just scales up to desktop, it's going to look great on desktop. Mm-hmm. You know, build for a smaller screen first. That's that is my go-to rule of thumb for web development right now. Um, except in some cases. Anyways, um, this last tip is really important for basically any SEO. It is one of the most helpful things that you could do. Probably also one of the hardest things to do. Um, make a blog. Post a blog on your website consistently. Not only does this give you so many keywords to work with that if people for whatever reason are doing a really weird search for something really specific that this blog is talking about, they're still going to find your business, right? Even if, you know, kind of the relevance is a little bit more loose, like they're still going to find your business and blogs create value they create something that people want to consume. Um, So creating a blog will help your website tremendously, especially if it's consistent because it knows that your website is being constantly updated and you're still in business because Google has no idea if you're still in business, if you haven't updated your website in years. Um, But also it is a great way to kind of acquire more of those local backlinks. So for example, like you could, have a blog that includes a local influencer and they could share it and then they're already tied to that location. Um, Basically from all sides, a blog will kind of push people towards your website. As long as you're kind of being smart about it and technical about it. Keywords as, you know, 10% of uh, the blog, having it mention the location that you're in, having it mention your business, working with other people, because it's basically another set of backlinks. So when you are writing a blog with these in mind, it will help people with the near me search. 
Um, for example, say you're a restaurant and you want to write a blog about a new menu item that you have and people are searching specifically for, you know, that type of food. That'll push people to your website more so than just having it on a PDF menu will. Um, so And it allows though, you to... It allows you to create more interest by actually writing up a story about that offering, whether it is a new dish on your menu or a new piece of clothing that is in your clothing line or whatever. It's more than you can just like you can put that in the description on your mobile store or in the description on your menu in your PDF, whatever. But people love a good story. We've talked about that a million times. And if you can tell the story of that food and get people's mouths watering, um, you know, that's going to sell. Yep. Oh, yeah. Um, something else to consider, too, with all this is um, a lot more searches are being done on smart devices. As you said, like Alexa and Google Home um, and Siri. Cortana, I guess. I don't know. Maybe. <coughs> um, but knowing this, all of these devices tap into a search engine, um, which is Google. Unless for... I don't even know if Mike... If you're using Cortana, you're using Bing. But, you know, there's, I think... Whatever. Um, Who's using Cortana? They're pulling... <laughs> um... There are, and usually these people will find the first five results, you know? Um, so if you need to make sure that you are SEO'd as best as possible so that in the cases that people are using these, which is honestly just increasing and is going to continue to increase. Um, 43 million smart speaker users. Yep. In the U.S. alone. You, you will help your business out tremendously because... Instead of having a full page of 25 results, you're getting five results read to you. So it's becoming more competitive. As this rises, you need to make sure you're ahead of the curve. Mm -hmm. So if you take all of this and just work on applying it to your business's website, you should help satisfy people's immediate needs as far as restaurants near them or banks near them or gyms near them laundromats near them, comic book shops near them, honestly, everything. Taking these little tips, SEO, SEOing your business and just getting it higher on the results will help with that. Yeah. So thanks for listening to this week's podcast. I know it was very data and uh, advertising marketing heavy. Um, more informative than our typical podcast, I think. I like to think mm -hmm. that all of our podcasts are pretty informative, but this one was very, um, almost Dude, This one was tactical. Very tactical. Very tactical. We will be sure to include some resources, like I said, in, um, the show notes so that you can, uh, do a little bit more digging yourself, have some more readable things that you could bookmark on your web browser. But ultimately, so, subscribe to our podcast, subscribe to our newsletter, and 
tune in next week for a very exciting uh, next Try This piece where we talk about bumper ads on YouTube. Those pesky bumper ads, bro. Do you have an ad blocker? I don't. I don't. I don't either. I think most people don't. Yeah. Which is good. It's Mm -hmm. good for marketers. It's true. So, and you know, however, we can make it good for the people watching too by making ads that they want to see. It's even better. So we'll talk about some of those ads next week. Yep. See you then. Bye.